I'd like to welcome all of our listeners to another mini episode of the London Lyceum, a podcast that hopes to encourage deep and clear thinking. And on these mini episodes, we talk about books, journal articles, and anything else that's exciting that's written uh, that we recommend. So I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Stefaniak. And I'm your other host, Brandon Askew. And when we try to do these in 15 minutes or less, um, I know, I think it was Wes, uh, one of our listeners reached out and gave us the idea of potentially doing like a journal or book club at some point. And we've got that on the radar of something to do in the future. Uh, but for now, this is specifically just focused on, hey, here's some resources you might be interested in. Me and Brandon, we go maybe in depth, maybe we don't. Uh, I've got a couple today that I want to share with you that I don't have much of like content to say, hey, this is really good or not, other than just you might be interested in it, you listener. So I don't know. Maybe you're a pastor, maybe you're a student, maybe you're a layman, and you're just looking for interesting books or you're trying to keep up with what's what's out there and you, you want to be more informed. So that's part of what this is, is just saying, hey, you might not know about this book. Here's a book. Uh, this may fit your interest. So that said, I've gotten a few recently. I got a review copy of Divine Impassibility, Four Views of God's Emotions and Suffering. And I think probably a good amount of our listeners would be interested in this. It's got Daniel Costello, James Dolzel, Thomas J. Ord, and John Peckham. So I think it's a pretty good lineup here. And I, I mean, I, I haven't read any of it yet, but I've skimmed through it and it looks really interesting. Uh, as you know, Four Views books are pretty short. This one's only 170 pages, but it's nice because you get a short, concise view on each point from the person who agrees with it. And then you get a short, concise response to each piece. So you, I, I find the four reviews books usually pretty helpful as far as just kind of introductory material to understand the lay of the land. So I think on impassibility or passability, whichever way you, you think makes sense. I do think this is probably a helpful book to kind of, I don't know, put you into the, the playing area. Cause I think there's a lot of questions about this particular doctrine I know we did an episode recently with Sam Renahan on it, and it was one of our most listened to. So you might be interested in that. Brandon, you got one you want to go over? Yeah. Um, so the first, both of the two books that I want to mention are um, a little bit older. They're probably both two or three years old. Um, the first one is The Benedict Option by Rod Dreher. Um, so I just read this, um, I guess it was last week or two weeks ago, and I know it, it – it caused a bit of a stir when it came out. So I was interested in reading it, but um, it is definitely something that I would recommend all Christians um, in the U S and maybe just in the West in general um, read. I don't want to give, you know, too much away, but he talks a lot about basically how do we need to be spending our energy uh, as Christians? Do we need to be sinking all of our time and resources into national politics? Um, I think that is a pretty failed uh, experiment as we've seen recently. Um, so he, he talks about everything from Christian education to, um, family life to, uh, your church. Um, and he uses, um, Benedictine monks as kind of the paradigm, but he's not saying, you know, let's all go be monks and move into monasteries. That's not, um, the point of the book. It's more about, you know, how should we, uh, be using our time and resources, to strengthen Christian institutions in a time when we are really, um, he says he thinks we are heading towards 
uh, somewhat of a dark age, and it's uh, difficult to really disagree with that assessment. I know he was kind of called an alarmist and everything when the book came out, and now I think people are starting to come around and realize <laughs> he was right all along. So, <laughs> yeah, um, so I, I, I definitely would recommend checking that out. Good stuff. Yeah. I try to avoid politics, so maybe that that book makes sense for me. It probably would, yeah. Anyway, uh, the next one I want to mention, we had Jeff Kapersky on the show recently, and I just got one of his books in the mail, The Physics of Theism. It's a little bit older, but it's got some really interesting chapters, and I've done a little bit of work in it, and it's been really helpful. So I think those who are interested in like science and religion, and so like time, space, laws of nature, reduction, emergence, atoms, like all, all these different things that go into the realm of science. I think this is probably a helpful introduction. I don't know a ton of philosophy of science books that are interacting with theism and he's a Christian. So I, I think it's a really good resource. I don't know of any others that are really super like it other than maybe Alvin Plantica's like, I don't know what the name of that one is slip in my mind, but he's got one on kind of like faith and science and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think this is a good resource from what I've experienced and from, you know, our talks with him. I imagine it's it's going to be awesome as I finish it. Uh, one other one I want to mention before Brandon goes over, I got these three volumes from SVS Press. Uh, John Bear, The Way to Nicaea and the Nicene Faith. Hmm. I've wanted these for a really long time. And then I saw, who was it? Skylar McManus, who's been on the show before. He tweeted something about them being like 50% off randomly. So I went on and I bought them immediately. I haven't read them, but I've seen so many people talk about them that I am very, very excited to, to dig into them and, and to read them. So I don't know if that 50% off thing is still going on, but if you haven't heard about these books, I know a lot of people have spoken very, very, very highly of them. So they may be something that if you're interested in that period of theology, particularly Trinitarian, Christological type debates and things, I think this is a useful resource, whether you end up agreeing with him or not. So what else you got, Brandon? Yeah, right now I'm reading, um, this is another book that's a couple years old, uh, Love Thy Body, Answering Hard Questions About Life and Sexuality. This is uh, Baker Books by uh, Nancy Piercy. So my wife, Katie, actually bought this book a couple years ago when it came out. And um, she actually wants us to try to get Nancy Piercy on the podcast, but, um, she's on my list. I'll email her. We'll see what happens. So I got, I got this book from my wife and I've started to read it and it's, it's really good. So she, uh, she covers, you know, everything in here from abortion to homosexuality to transgenderism. And there's the way she writes, I mean, it's really clear, but she weaves in, in and out of, you know, philosophy and to, to Bible, to history, to church history, back to Bible, back to philosophy. And she does it in a way uh, that's really easy to understand. So I, I want to just read real quick the the last paragraph of the introduction. I think this is kind of kind of gives a good uh, idea of what's going to be going on in the book. But she says, we live in a moral wasteland where human beings are desperately seeking answers to hard questions about life and sexuality. But there is hope. In the wasteland, we can cultivate a garden. We can discover a reality-based morality 
that expresses a positive life-affirming view of the human person, one that is more inspiring, more appealing, and more liberating than the secular worldview. So, um, you know, when it all boils down to it, she's saying that, you know, the Christian view of what it means to be a human being uh, is superior to any of the secular views. And, you know, she breaks down the philosophical foundations of personhood theory and things behind why people find abortion to be acceptable, even though they would say that um, the baby is actually a human life. You know, she gets into all kinds of those things. So it's, it's really easy to understand. Uh, and obviously it is pertinent to a lot of the issues that are going on in our day. So, yeah. And it's cheap too. So it's not like, I know a lot of the books I recommend probably are like $95 <laughs> right. on Amazon or something. And I, I find a way to get a hold of them for not $95. Yep. But, oh, another, uh, another book. And I won't get into much detail about this, but I know there's a lot of discussion going on right now about race. Um, and, uh, you know, people have different ideas about what resources to go to. I just read, and this book is about 15 years old, but um, it's called Beyond Racial Gridlock by George Yancey. He is a uh, sociologist. I think he was at North Texas when he wrote the book, but I believe he's at Baylor now. Um, and it's just it seems to me to be a much more um, balanced approach to how to begin this discussion than um, a lot of what I see on social media, whether it be from one side or another. So I would recommend that book as a good place to start if you are having those conversations in your church or in your community. Yeah. And as a reminder, I mean, I know this is a sensitive issue, it seems if if you go on the internet, I mean, it doesn't doesn't matter who it is. It's you know my old high school graduation buddy talking right. about stuff that has no idea about Christianity to you know esteemed professors wherever. So there's a lot of people talking about this, and it's really sensitive. Yeah. Um, and I don't think either Brandon or I want to when we promote resources or different things. We're not trying to say one side is right. We like to have debate, and you know, feel free to disagree. So. If you read that, you don't like it, you can say that or read it, like it. That's great too. So yep. just know that, you know, we're open to a lot of viewpoints on, on everything, not just that. I just know that's a very sensitive issue right now. So I want to remind those who are listening, we're not trying to bash anybody over the head with anything. We're just genuinely trying to offer resources to think through issues deeply and clearly, because I don't think you can think deeply and clearly unless you actually read both sides of everything. Yep. So that's my piece on that. You got anything else? Okay, well, I got one more, and this is an older book, but, and I know I've read pieces of it, bits and pieces of it in the past. I've just never actually sat down to read all of the essays in it, and I just found it really awesome. So this one is called Persons, Human, and Divine. It's edited by Vanenwagen and Dean Zimmerman, and it's got some really awesome essays in here. So I think Dean Zimmerman's introduction is... Is just fantastic. Uh, if you're interested in just understanding what is a human person, and I guess it talks about, you know, divine persons as well, meaning God or, or angels, those types of things. Cause I think Alvin Plantinga has an essay in here. That's it's fabulous. He basically just says, look, if you're a materialist about stuff uh, and you're a Christian, you're already committed to the fact that there is something that's immaterial. So you can't just fall back into this idea that everything's material. Unless of course you want to say that God is material and angels are material, which I think you're going to be hard pressed to do unless you want to go a very unorthodox route, which 
I mean, maybe some one of our listeners wants to do that. I don't know <laughs> if most of our listeners are are into pantheism or panentheism type stuff. Uh, I think it's interesting, but I think it's obviously unorthodox and it goes against our confession and all that stuff, but I'm happy to discuss it. But that said, I, Alvin Plantica's essay is, is awesome. Trenton Merrick's is, you know, I, I always find him really helpful. He's got an essay in here. Um, there's there's a lot of heavy hitters. You got Michael Ray, Brian Leftow, Lynn Rutterbaker, um, Richard Swinburne, HUD, HUD Hudson, um, Robert Adams. He defends like idealism and stuff and panpsychism, which if you go over to the UK, panpsychism is all of the rage, which is just the thesis that like everything is conscious, which I also think is very strange. Hmm. So that said, I think it's really interesting bit of essays in here. I think those who are interested in understanding the human person would really like it and really benefit from it. So I guess that's all I've got. So we can go ahead and wrap up unless there's one last word you wanted to say. No, that's all I've got. Cool. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully it gives you some reading material, uh, especially, you know, if you're kind of wondering what I should read, or maybe you've got a topic of interest that you don't know what to read, but you do want to read in it. So hopefully maybe we, something we've talked about me or Brandon fits your fancy and you put that in your wish list list on something to grab. So as always, you know, we recommend all these books. We may not agree with all the books. Uh, we may disagree with everything in one of the books. Doesn't really matter. Uh, we like to recommend books to help us think. And we think books are one of the greatest resources to do that. So tune in next month uh, for another episode going over a couple books. I will try my best to give a more in-depth interview or I guess review, not interview of a book next time. I just haven't really finished any books. I've started a bunch of books this month. So that's just where I'm at in things. Although I did just finish TF Torrance's stuff on like space and time, which was interesting and weird but i'm not going to go over that now because i didn't prepare for that anyway uh <laughs> thanks for tuning in to the the only analytic baptist confessional podcast on the planet and we'll talk to you guys soon when you visit arizona time is measured in moments not minutes like the moment you see the grand canyon for the first time visit a new state of mind Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.